0: Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax.
1: Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in
2: as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has she been inspired by a calling, crafted her journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversation and to use it to help you to recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Agni Vekite, who helps heart-led coaches overcome their fear of visibility so they can show up for their business, attract the most soul-aligned clients, and grow their income and their impact without the hustle and burnout that is too prevalent on the entrepreneurship journey. Welcome to the show, Agna.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me here.
2: It's such a pleasure. Let the audience know a little bit about your journey, and then we'll take it from there. Okay. Okay, so my journey,
0: I suppose, started when I, when you say about my journey, I kind of immediately think about kind of how I got to the point of being a business intuitive. Um, and, and it's interesting because that journey started very young. Uh, It started for me when I was about 12. Mm. That was when I read my first spiritual book. Okay. And it was a, it wasn't a book for kids. It was a book for adults. (laughs) So, but it just made sense to me. Everything made sense to me. It was kind of like, and then I just, went that direction i just started reading more books and um i applied i actually as a teenager i applied a lot of spiritual principles in my friendships really? and my relationships and, and i was like oh this thing works um and then so i kind of had i had that trip into the spiritual world into intuitive mm-hmm. world my family was always very open and exploring anything okay. kind of your relationship with god your relationship i you know i tried religion I tried different things as long as it's not harmful to you, it's it's fine. You you know, you read it or practice anything you like. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had that wonderful experience. And then in my after I graduated high school, I started studying business, and that's when I kind of left the spiritual world a little bit and was really focused on like I'm gonna be this great CEO, manager international company you know like marketing or HR maybe I wasn't completely sure about that yeah that didn't last very long (laughs) um you know I mentioned to you that I had a dark night of the soul at 24 yes uh which was greatly impacted by the fact that I had been working in corporate for a couple of years and Mm -hmm. I felt I felt horrible I felt like my life didn't matter that nothing I do in the corporate world will will ever feel like, you know, I, I make a difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause I just I realize how big are the international corporations. Mm-hmm. And to to get to the point where you do make a difference, that's gonna take decades of just taking someone's shit. Sorry for swearing, but but well, that's that's how it felt. That's like, what it looks like, yes. Yeah. And for for a lot of people, that's how it looks like. And you know, it did. For me, very much so. So, I was at a very, a very deep loss uh, about myself, about who I am, about what you know, what I'm supposed to do with my life. I was also going through kind of a difficult situation with my family and with my romantic relationship. It was, it was, everything was falling apart.
2: Okay.
0: Literally, all all aspects of me <clears throat> were just coming apart, and and I I fell into a deep depression, mm-hmm. and. I didn't know I was depressed so I thought something's wrong with me yes sure mm-hmm. mm, because depression wasn't something that was talked about you know well almost almost 20 years ago almost well, 15 years ago
1: mm-hmm.
0: um it wasn't something that people talked about that much I didn't have anyone in my in my environment in my kind of friend circle or anyone who had gone through that who could have like just kind of said Agna, I think you're depressed Mm -hmm. Um, no so I just kind of suffered in silence until I started having suicidal thoughts Uh and that's where I realized okay this isn't this isn't right so I I was living in the Netherlands at the time so I backed my bag came back to Lithuania came back to my parents and started to try and figure out my my life (laughs) what i'm going to do and in one of those i'm kind of stubborn i want to figure out things by myself so it's only recently that i've learned to ask for help but so i didn't go to the doctor i but i realized i need to come back to my connection to to god to my connection to the universe to my connection to my own intuition and that's where my journey started of discovering my own intuitive gifts, and then I still came back to work for in corporate for a couple of years because I needed to make money until I figure out how I'm going to, to have like what kind of business am I going to create and how am I going to help people because that I realized my deep, deep, deep desire was always to help someone to be of service, um, to make a difference in a, a, even one person's life. That would have been that would have been great at that time. So. Mm-hmm yeah, so I that's how that's what I did. I found different practices. I came back to reading books and and just kind of following the breadcrumbs that the universe was dropping for me. <laughs> so I just went from one thing to the next to the next to the next until until I found kind of my path and until I was able to to truly learn how to activate my intuition, all my intuitive gifts, psychic gifts, and and that's when I started really working with people one on one, helping them transform their lives. And I was this is it. This is me. I am never leaving this path. I will make it work no matter what happens. I will make it work with my business rather than, you know, to kind of give up because There are sometimes difficult, difficult situations in business and in the entrepreneurial journey, but I will figure it out. And I did figure out all the things. And it's kind of a short version of how I got where I am today.
2: (laughs) Yes. And so when you were in the corporate world, uh, what were some of the things that was going on that discouraged you?
0: Mm. Well, so a lot of the things were personal relationships and yes. how people related to me mm-hmm. and and kind of like the disrespect that is you know especially it's it's like someone's having a power trip at your expense right where neither you nor them actually have any power in terms of like structure you know where in they the big are. picture
2: yeah in the big but,
0: picture yeah. it's like why can't we just work together and I right. think for me what kind of killed me was because I was just experimenting and trying to find my place. Mm-hmm. And I, I had joined one of the big four auditing companies. Mm-hmm. And it was just, yeah, I felt bad for the clients most of the time. Right. Because of how disrespectful people used to pee towards <laughs> the client, towards their time. Mm-hmm. And also it kind of required for you to be suspicious of the client. And I just, you know, I just felt bad this the time. So it was not a great fit at
2: all. It wasn't <laughs> a good fit. Well, and the thing is, is that, you know, our process is that we have to, I think, at some point in our life, uh, have a position that we're in, where we start to question ourselves on how much do we really need to take from other people before we make a decision? And if you wait too long, it starts to affect everything. Getting up in the morning, you don't want to start, you know, you don't want to get up. And and so I always think of the audience and somebody who might be listening right now, who might be in that type of position right now. Mm -hmm. And they don't know how to get out of it. Because when you get a paycheck every week or every other week or once a month, it's really hard to start objecting to top-down mm-hmm. method of business, right? Yeah. And so the breaking point for you was what? Like what mm-hmm. what actually triggered that uh that, that was it, that you were leaving and you were not coming back again?
0: The breaking point happened a couple of years after the whole the whole depression and the dark night of the soul, and really right. just dr- dropping all parts of me, all the false identities that I had about myself and, and mm-hmm. ideas about myself. So that was the kind of like the the next two years of where I was still working in corporate and I was actively kind of um, practicing and learning and and diving deep into kind of self help and and transformational yeah. practices. Yes, but. So it's a funny story. I actually manifested my own completion of the co- of, of my relationship with the co- corporate world. So I was working here in Lithuania in one of the, the sort of one of the big companies. And it's like a supermarket chain. Mm-hmm. So and I was in internal communications at the time, which was way better than audit because it was a little bit more cre- creative and a little bit more kind of people related. Right. So I was not happy. It was better, but I was not happy. I knew I was, you know, I was going to go back to that depression if I don't change something. And I had found already uh, a tool that I wanted to really become master and use to help other people. Mm -hmm. So I had manifested a situation where I would be let go from my job with a severance package. Because I was like, well, because I did. I was still kind of like in a junior position i didn't have a lot of savings and i needed some kind of extra money to go and do the training that i wanted to do so and that's exactly what happened it was 2013 april that i was told that well we're very sorry but your position is going to be reorganized and you know it's it's no it's gonna no longer exist (laughs) So,
2: so I was tried like, not to jump up and down and yes. <laughs> it was hard. It was very hard. It was
0: like I was, internally I was going, yay. Yes, <laughs> it worked. <Finally. laughs> yeah. So, and I knew this, this was it. This was my end. And actually what was funny is that probably about like a month or two after I left my job and, and I was getting ready to go and do my training, but you know, money was not coming in at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, maybe I should, you know get another job for a little while you know save some money and and i had applied to several positions that were exactly my job description everything i did like i could have copy pasted myself into that position they yes. didn't even call me
2: oh.
0: and i was like okay got it
2: (laughs) the universe was saying no this door is closed don't even try yes and some people don't realize I mean you made that connection really quickly but Mm -hmm. there's people who it's only in their reflection that they realize that they did miss the connection yeah and so so tell us about what happened next how did Mm -hmm. you end up so you said you started you're reading more books about the esoteric, about intuition, about
0: Yeah, it's it I was kind of looking cuz for me those probably those two years until the corporate life mm-hmm. ended, that was I was very very deeply into what is the purpose of my life. I was just obsessed with this question. And I didn't have by the time I I left corporate, I didn't have a complete answer, like Nobody gave me a piece of paper with a job description <laughs> written on it. That's that's not exactly how it works. No. But what helped me is I found a tool that I was like, okay, this is this is step one. I wanna do this. I wanna teach people how to how to use this tool. The tool is called Soul Collage. It's a lovely creative technique that um, that people can use to to kind of understand themselves, to transform, to it's a lot of parts work. So you work with different parts of yourself, you collage them onto cards, you learn how to kind of talk to them. Yeah, it's fun. It's creative. So this was, I was, I did that for about probably three years, three, four years, because it it was super helpful to me. But the thing is, again, it's kind of like the universe always knows (laughs) and your soul always knows the path. Yes. So even though I was fan number one, I was telling everyone about this. Yes. I wasn't getting a lot of traction with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got some interests. I had some really cool experiences of teaching some courses in Scotland and, and in Switzerland. And it was just, you know, I mean, to this day, there is a small group in Scotland that meet together and create so collage cards. And, and that was kind of like yes. my legacy, which makes me feel wonderful. Yes. But I was like, okay, after a while, I was like, okay, so this isn't taking off. Okay. Like I was kind of expecting it to Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what, so what am I not seeing? And that's when the universe gave me another clue. And, and there was a different, a different modality called radical forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I needed it myself at the time. It came to me from kind of a personal perspective. Once I got into it, I was like, oh, this is powerful. I want to know more. I want to actually want to learn this. Mm -hmm. So I became a radical forgiveness coach. Okay. And again, for a few years, I did that. But again, it wasn't like it wasn't flowing. It wasn't complete. Mm -hmm. So Soul Collage gave me a lot of understanding about different parts of us and that none of these parts are wrong. They're all here for a reason and they all need a place at the table the radical forgiveness gave me an understanding of feelings and emotions mm-hmm. and how they play and kind of what to do with them. Cause I, my yes. emotions were so locked. At the time. <laughs> well, they would be. Yes. Yeah. They were very, very locked. So, I mean, I, I remember one of the times where I came back from, from the training for, for our coaching and I had so much rage in me and I was, I was messaging to my group Mm -hmm. uh i was like guys what do i do i don't know what to do with this rage i've never felt this before yes um so you know they were incredibly helpful and and gave me a whole lot of tools how to just start getting it out of me Mm -hmm. that and that's before even understanding why it's here and what it's for (laughs) Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. so so that was kind of next step and then um the step that gave me truly gave me my connection to creator to the universe to source god whichever whatever people call i call yeah whatever i call god the creator right um and also to my soul and to my intuitive gifts Mm -hmm. was when i found a technique called theta healing and i i have been can you
2: repeat that can you repeat that theta healing
0: healing. yeah theta healing it's like a yeah it's like a t-h-e-t-a healing it's like the yeah theta okay yeah yeah, so I have been a practitioner of of this technique for over seven years. Wow. And and this gave me what I really, really wanted. And that is a way to work with the subconscious mind. Ah. And really help myself, first myself, and then yes. everyone else, with all those pesky subconscious beliefs that are that are always in the way of of achieving your dreams and creating things you want and having good relationships and all of that so I will always be grateful for all of those techniques um and and all the all the tools and all the teachers the people I've met yes um and and I thought this was it I thought like okay I found my I found my modality I found this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life uh wrong (laughs) (laughs) Um, the creator said no (laughs) no not yet (laughs) not yet you actually have your own modality that needs Um, to come through into this life uh, into this world and and uh, this happened two years ago well one and a half years ago almost two yeah where I started receiving my information about a different process Mm-hmm. Um, and that is very much about connecting really really on a body level on a visceral level connecting to the power of the soul right. and the wisdom of the soul and mm-hmm. using it for business using it for your daily life for everything right so yeah so this is this is kind of like a, um, yeah it's a journey of following breadcrumbs for me right
2: and I think for most, and we don't realize it until, as I said, we uh, take a look back. And when you were in corporate world, I mean, you were anxious to get the job and you're all excited and then found out that it wasn't exactly or not even anything like what you had imagined or mm-hmm. studied for. And you had to start protecting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to start, you know, having some internal dialogue that you weren't happy, but still you conformed Mm. and it's in that conformity that uh, starts to injure the soul. I believe your soul starts to I'm trying to think. You know, because I've had some different times in my life, and I think what happens is, right now, I would imagine that your soul—you feel that you are have a unity with your physical body and your spiritual body right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, but during the time that you were really unhappy, the spiritual part of you may have seemed further away. Oh, absolutely right, and it's in that further away that because when you're not paying attention and saying this is really bad for me I've got to get out of here you mm-hmm. keep on doing the same thing over and over again and your soul just says okay she's not listening now I'll just stay quiet and then the dark net is of the soul comes mm-hmm. you know our journeys are not too different in the with the human race Some of us who take on the challenge, like you have yourself, end up finding out that there's more steps and more steps and more steps. But if you just jumped into that step where you are today and didn't have all of those experiences, you wouldn't have been as ineffective as a leader Mm -hmm. and um, with what you do right now. So and, you know, people right now, there's different people. There's people that are going to be at different stages in their journey. And this is very inspiring to them because they're, they've listened to your story and go, okay, well, then I just have to wait and pay attention and figure out what my next step is. Mm-hmm. And I am flabbergasted at how many steps there are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm here. I'm so glad I'm here. It was such a long journey until next year, when Mm -hmm. there'll be something more that comes along. And we never know with the people that we meet, and you are really in a world now where your soul and your spirit is being fed. Mm -hmm. And when your soul is being fed by other souls, that are at the same level as you above you below you, it still helps you with your journey and you have a recognition. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a recognition that I, uh, I can tell pretty quickly and I love that because then we don't continue to miss people in our path that have been set there to bring us a message and the thing is is that the messages are going to come over and over and over again until you listen to them and they'll just show up in different containers is what I call them different it'll be a different person but they'll they'll still have that same message for you and it's only when you evolve that those people fall away and you don't have to put up with that anymore (laughs) That's so true. You agree? <laughs> yes. Is that, yeah. They these bad people. But they're not bad people. They're people like you and I that just have not had that experience, that confidence mm-hmm. to be in touch at the level that you're in touch with right now. Yeah. Uh, So I I really admire what you're doing or what you've done and that you kept on your journey because you're so very, very young and you still have such a beautiful path ahead of you because of where you've already been. Mm -hmm. So when you said about, because our audience are going to want to know, what does that mean? You Mm -hmm. said, you know, you're in touch at a, at a deeper level. Maybe those aren't the words that you exactly said, but Mm -hmm. you said visceral. Yes, you are in tuned viscerally. And when you're in tuned at that level, do you mean your daily existence? Or is it when you're in the company of other people that you just have that feeling come over you and you land in your heart Mm -hmm. instead of your brain, and you're able to teach from there and speak from there? Can you just give us an idea of where you are with that?
0: So it means different things for different people. Yes. To be honest, that's when, you know, when I, when I use my soul empowered technique with people, it, it has such a wide range of of effects, but I can, I can share what it does for me. So actually what's, what's interesting, and this is, this is something that I I have been told by the creator when I received information about my, my process
1: Mm -hmm.
0: is that for women, the first point and the first point of connection to the soul, it can be, it can basically be any part of our body, but yes. actually what we the one we really need is the, the sacral chakra. Yes. It's, it's the chakra that, that carries sexuality and sensuality and, and our ability to create children yes. and everything else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because from there, if we if we kind of connect the energy of our human physical, human life force and also the soul energy when they when they connect in the sacral chakra, mm-hmm. what happens is we get the power to bring things into life, to bring projects into life, to bring children into life, to bring our dreams into life. Oh, it's yes. kind of like, it's, it's the most, it's a place where it's most connected to, to our kind of like human existence. <laughs> this is where the soul energy can reach our human existence. Yes. The, the, the kind of like the closest, closest to the physical energy yes. that we have. Mm-hmm. So, so this, this is, this is for me what it feels like to be connected to my soul energy oh, is first yes. of all, dropping into my sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. Not even the heart and not not the third eye, which is a place where a lot of my uh, guidance and intuition comes from, but it's dropping into the sacral chakra. And and mm-hmm. the beauty of, of the power of the soul is that it's a quiet, it's a, it's a quiet power.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not loud, it's not gonna, it's not the you know, let me roar mm-hmm. <laughs> and take over the yes. world. No, no, no you can have that power too when you need that but it's it's that kind of like it's very very solid and you feel incredibly safe Mm -hmm. and you feel very yourself and you feel very very Mm -hmm. supported from the inside that's and that's that's kind of because i've you know i've i've experienced so many different spiritual modalities Mm -hmm. a lot of them to connect with your soul, it takes you somewhere. It usually takes you out of your body into a beautiful visualization or a meadow or mm-hmm. or someplace. This is connection to the soul within your body. You don't need to leave anywhere, and you no. don't need to come back. You you actually come back fully in your presence when you are when you're connecting with your soul.
2: Yes, and when we reside in our brain all day long. It's hard for us to even recognize when we little times during the day, we might drop into our heart, Mm -hmm. drop into our abdomen, drop into these different chakras, but not realize it because we're so busy in our head that and, and I mean, a lot of people need to be. using their brain I mean Mm -hmm. we're not talking about not using your brain but in conjunction using your brain in conjunction with these feelings that are in your body that and especially the creativity I mean it's just uh, incredible for women I can't speak for men because I don't know where they tap into but women generally have tapped into their creativeness is where they create Mm -hmm. children right? Yeah, so very wonderful that you've went to that depth because it gives people an idea of what they can do right now. Yeah. Just sitting, listening, or even driving. If you just drop into your abdomen, your female reproductive system is, Mm -hmm. um, and lots of times we'll find once we get there, how often we go into that, Area of our body daily, many times a day. Yeah. So, thank you for talking about that. So, what else do you teach?
0: Okay. So, actually, this is kind of the essence of my process. Okay. But what I, where my passion meets my process Mm -hmm. is actually women, helping women who are coaches and healers and business Mm -hmm. owners who are who really want to go out into the world and they really want to shine and they really want to bring their gifts Mm -hmm. um, to the people who need them Mm -hmm. Um, but they're facing fears they're facing fears of being seen fears of being heard fears of being themselves Um, especially on social media and in video in you know public speaking all of those things Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a skill that you need to learn. There is a way of how to do this. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that level, for a lot of people, there is work to be done Mm -hmm. on the inside. Oh, yeah. And a lot of it is healing trauma and releasing. and, And, you know, it can be childhood bullying. It can be it can actually be really a really, really tiny situation when you were maybe three or five. And you had to, I don't know, recite a poem in your kindergarten play and you forgot the words or something yeah. silly happened and it just yeah. got locked in your brain and, you know, your, your body and your brain and your subconscious said, no, I'm going to protect you. So I'm going to create this fear around anything that remotely resembles this experience. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to keep you as far away from from ever going through this again.
2: Yeah. And a lot of the things that block us uh, Mm -hmm. happen to us in our youth. And, you know, you had five-year-olds and eight-year-olds and 12-year-olds making decisions about their whole existence based on a bad experience or a few bad experiences. Mm -hmm. And so you really, and, you know, a couple of decades ago, there was a lot of talk about embracing your inner child and going back there and, parenting and loving mm-hmm. that five-year-old, that six-year-old to sort of unblock yeah all of these obstacles that we felt that we had to overcome and some people never did overcome them and mm-hmm. they remain blocked. so I'm really glad that you're doing that work and yeah. a lot of people, you know, I mean, I didn't understand it I when I was listening to it, I didn't really understand it. And it's not until later in growth that you can reflect back and say, that's what they were talking about, because I thought it was silly, you know, to do this stuff, because I was a parent myself raising my own children. And I felt like, didn't feel like I wanted to also parent myself at the same time, yes. <laughs> you know, and so mm-hmm. these are the things that uh, people need to be at a certain level in their life sometimes before they're able to do this work because it is tough work and we're afraid of the work. Mm-hmm. And so how do you help people overcome fears of going there? A lot of people just don't want to go back there because they feel it's pain too painful for them to mm-hmm. look at again.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is I always trust trust the creator to bring people who are ready and willing to do the ready. work right now. Yes. That's one piece. And and it's, you know, in kind of in the beginning of when I just started working with conscious beliefs, about probably six years ago, I went through the whole spectrum of people not not wanting, not feeling safe, not, you know, like, yes. I want the results, but I don't want to do the work. I want the results, but I don't want anything to change. And that's okay. You know, this was my journey as also as a, as a coach, as a healer to, to recognize like, oh, okay. As much as I see the potential in you and I see the help I can provide for you and the transformation that's available. Mm -hmm. If you don't see it, there's nothing I can do. No. Accept and love and accept you and love you and, you know, trust that the universe is going to send you someone who will help you when you're ready for it, if you are at some point. Another thing is because I, I work with uh, business owners
2: yes. for whom
0: their business is their passion and their calling, and yes. it's almost that desire to bring their business forward uh-huh. leads over the fear it kind of the fear becomes smaller than the desire. Okay. To, to grow and to to finally kind of like, okay, like I've tried everything, I've tried okay. every escape. It's uh-huh. not working. I'm gonna uh-huh. have to I can't find a way around it. I'm gonna have uh-huh. to go through it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think I also feel, and and this is what you know what people who I work with tell me that the the process that I provide for them is very
2: gentle oh wonderful so
0: you know yes we sometimes have to touch difficult subjects and painful and and release a lot of grief and a lot of sadness and sometimes abuse and trauma but it's not re-traumatizing it's not harsh the thing is you know that the the process of the soul soul has so much love so all of all of this happens kind of in the cocoon of love yeah, and then it's it feels safe. It feels safe mm-hmm. for people to release and let go, and and kind of just accept that yes, it's okay. And you know, we we do a little bit of that, the inner child work, and mm-hmm. and and bring in the child out of that that darkness and whatever whatever painful experience they have been stuck in, right? Um, into the present and into the heart of the grown up
2: yeah. person who I'm working,
0: you know, who I have in front of me. Yes. So yeah. Well, it sounds,
2: yeah, it sounds like you're very skilled at what you do and very sensitive to where your client is and then meeting your client where they need the help in order for you to be in order for you help to help them be successful because you because you're already successful, right? Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. you're listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by my sponsor, Simatrax. And today... We are speaking with Agna (laughs) Vechkita. Can you let the audience know how they may reach out to you? Do you have Mm -hmm. a website? Uh,
0: I'm I'm creating a website right now, Mm -hmm. but the easiest place to find me is actually on Instagram. uh, And my Instagram handle is agne.vecchkita, which is my name dot last name. (laughs) And yeah.
2: And would you like to spell all of that?
0: Yeah, it's A-G-N-E dot V-E-C-K-Y-T-E.
2: Perfect. Wonderful. Do you feel that you've been called to your journey, crafted it, or a bit of both?
0: I would say I was definitely called to step on the path.
2: To step on the path.
0: Yes. Because you um... were off the path? Yes, I You're was off,
2: the path. off. Okay, it was off. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was, I, I, I was yeah. off the path too. We mm-hmm. we don't realize until we get back yeah. on.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know that nobody gave us a handbook like this is the handbook to your life. This is what you do to avoid pain and suffering. <laughs> Where is <laughs> the handbook? Depression and, and illness. <laughs> yes, it would be great if somebody handed that book. But um, I mean, there are different tools that can help. But also, it's like when you are twenty or twenty something even if somebody handed you the book, you would just put it on the shelf and tell them I know better.
2: I know everything right (laughs) now. I don't need anybody's help.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's like, well, fine. That's, that's the human, I think that's the human experience.
2: Well, it's a human experience and it's, it's, um, it's wonderful because we've all, all been there, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't need your advice. Mm -hmm. thank you very much thank you very
0: much (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's one thing i had to actually learn as a a healer as an an intuitive because sometimes i receive just sort of randomly receive information about the person beautiful beautiful. as i'm talking to them and i'm Mm -hmm. like um i've learned that if information comes through me it's probably here to be shared, but I cannot share without permission. So I, I learned to ask, I'm getting some insights. Would you like to hear them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. some people say yes, some people say no. And, you know, that's fine. It's up to them, free will.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what extraordinary discovery have you found in your life?
0: Oh, there have been so many, to be honest. Been so well, many.
2: why don't we start with one? And then, uh, and we probably have time to hear two or three. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's do it.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I'm, I'm going to share an extraordinary discovery in the form of a story. I was in a, in a, in a event course seminar where we were learning a process, how to kind of receive a sound energetically, Mm
2: -hmm. and then
0: use that sound by kind of gently releasing pain, your struggles, your everything that you have locked inside. It's a it's a beautiful process. You know, it was a two-day event and the the teachers, they're two brothers and they they bring instruments and and they you know they make silly sounds and you feel incredibly comfortable just being in the space. Yeah. Um, and you learn the process. And it's part of the Theta Healing world kind of courses that, that are available. So the one of the kind of meditations that we go into and then you channel the sound and then you let the sound go and and I'm going through this and I feel great and you know things are releasing and then one of them says the music is also created by the creator it's also love Mm -hmm. and it was created for everyone Mm -hmm. you included and it just it just I don't know it burst something in me because in that moment through cuz i i could almost feel the waves of instruments and music and they had like tibetan bowls and and a guitar and and all sorts of wonderful sounds i could feel the waves coming into my body I and agree. bringing love and mm-hmm. i realized oh this the music was created for everyone including me and i felt so loved universally kind of not not just loved by the people who are in my life my family, my friends, but loved by the creator, loved by the universe. Mm -hmm. And it was, I think I was high on that feeling for like a good two weeks until I got used to to it being my reality. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that this was just, it shifted so many things in my life. Just that understanding.
2: Yes. And vibrational frequency um, will do that. Mm-hmm. Even was I spoke with a person that, um, well, I think you've listened to her podcast about the tuning fork. Mm, yes, um, yes, I remember. Right? And uh, the Tibetan bowls are very healing. And people don't realize that the sound that they're making is based on vibration. And uh, I was in a, in a class and there was uh, all women. And the man at the end of the class, he played his uh, Tibetan bowl. And it went on for a long time. I had a hard time sitting up. Mm -hmm. Um, We all had our mats and everything around the floor. And I started to look around and almost everybody was laying down Mm -hmm. straight out. And I finally, I had to do it too, because my body just wanted to not have to think about being tense. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to lay down as well. And yeah. the healing that I received from that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was life-changing. Mm-hmm. And so I truly know what you mean because music, and I mean, that's why music's played all the time, everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. it uh, changes it can change your mood but also it is vibration and uh, so thank you very much for sharing that that is so significant Mm -hmm. uh, to share something like that it's uh, deep it's It's my pleasure it's deep and personal and I'm really glad that you felt safe enough to share that on my podcast I honor Mm -hmm. you for that Uh, is there something else that you Mm -hmm. have experienced let me think. There were
0: definitely things about feeling worthy. Yeah. Feeling worthy, especially as a business owner, as someone that, you know, asks people for money to pay for my services. I would right. love to be able to do it for free, but but would, yeah, that's, but we can't that's exactly. Mm-hmm. So it has been quite quite a journey in the beginning because it's interesting. I'm the first one in my family who who started her own business, and also if you know anything about the history of Lithuania, the recent one at least is we we had been under Soviet rule for 50 years. So mm-hmm. it was only 1990 that we gained independence, and kind of the word capitalism was it was not not a curse word as it was in Soviet times because that was right. bad. Uh, And then we had to move as a country, as a culture, we had to move to shift, you know, we didn't join the Soviet Union voluntarily. (laughs) That was an occupation. Mm -hmm. So it, it was forced upon everyone, but it was it was what people got used to survive. So just in general, that relationship with money and money being bad and evil and you know only like all the rich people are thieves and bad and they abuse people and they take advantage and they steal things and that was kind of the collective consciousness at at the time when i was 6 when oh. yeah when the berlin wall collapsed and the soviet union right. collapsed as well <laughs> so going through the journey and healing my relationship with money And until I got to the point where I fully realized that money is, first of all, it's just energy, but it's not random energy. There's no such thing as just random energy at the very, you know, at at the sort of the base level, all energy is love. This is what everything is created from. It's unconditional love. So if money is unconditional love, then it can't be bad it can't it's it's fine it's how I use it and you know if, if I use it to help myself and to help other people and to to make a bigger impact in the world mm-hmm. how can it be that so so that's yeah that's a that's a journey <laughs> that still goes on because there are still new layers and new levels to uncover and release and transform
2: right mm-hmm well and uh also the bible says money is the root of all evil and i mean people grow up hearing this money mm-hmm. doesn't grow on trees there's all this thing this you exactly. know these connotations around money mm-hmm. which makes us think that uh money is the root of all evil yes. but why is it i mean mm-hmm. we can do so many rich and great things in the world with money and so it takes a lot a long time to uh, reframe Mm -hmm. your because it's not only reframing yourself I mean it's a whole society yeah that uh, feels the same way
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and especially kind of like in the in the healers circle yes you know the because they often go into business not because they want to start a business and make money but because they want to help people And they also want to, you know, they want to be able to support themselves by doing what they absolutely love and what they're called to do. But then there is the whole, I call it the standard healer package, kind of belief set, (laughs) a set (laughs) of beliefs that is a standard healer package. I want to save everyone it's my job to save the world it's my responsibility i am caring cannot receive any money for the healing that i do because then i'll be a bad person <laughs> it's like it's almost like everyone who is heart led has a set of these beliefs in some form and and it, it's just extraordinary because when when we think about it even when we look at like nature and cosmos and the stars it's so abundant there's mm-hmm. no no scarcity no in there's the no scarcity no god is not poor i remember one of my teachers saying that and i just started laughing out loud god <laughs> is not poor <laughs> so why why do we keep believing that we have to be poor in order to be close to god we don't
2: no it's made up by the rich people i think
0: <laughs> yeah i think i don't know it's it's probably made up by it was useful at some point I'm it, sure. was useful. Probably. it was useful at some point <laughs> yes <laughs> for for humanity to grow uh and to learn some virtues and to develop something but yes. i i doubt it's useful now in any way
2: <laughs> yes that's right uh but sometimes we uh keep a hold of those things mm, it takes yes. a long time to um <clears throat> abandon them is there anything that i haven't asked you that you'd like to share before mm. we wrap up the show
0: uh no, I think we've we've had a, a great
2: conversation. <laughs> we've had a great conversation. Yeah. We certainly have, and uh, I've really appreciated. Well, first of all, meeting you, and uh, second of all, spending this time with you because, you know, you have a grit in you, and um, your soul is. Uh, you're rewarding your soul continually by paying attention, because there's a lot of people that don't pay attention. And I didn't pay attention for quite some time until I had to. And uh, that's what happens with this journey. If you take a look around your life and see that things aren't working out the way you'd like them to, then maybe you need to uh, do some, what do they call it? Soul searching. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe just paying attention to mm-hmm. you know intuition and all of those things because it's easy to get that into intuitive hit and just say, oh I'll remember that or and and you don't. It's it comes, it's there, it tells you and it's gone.
1: Mm-hmm. There's no
2: follow-up and unless you dream it up in a dream uh, it's not coming back to court you because it goes somewhere else mm-hmm. because if you're not paying attention those messages just go and fall on somebody who will pay attention yeah so thank you very much for being on the show you've shared so much and it's been a pleasure
0: thank you for having me Rhonda and
2: it's been a pleasure to
0: share and and you know to be able to kind of express and share my journey and share share what I do and it's yeah thank you for your work because you do beautiful work and you bring so many voices out into the world, so I, I really, I really appreciate this opportunity um, to to speak to you. And I just really
2: enjoyed our energy and our just oh, connection. I and yeah, yes. we almost don't want to say goodbye. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> so we'll have a we'll little have a little chat after the show. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant Show is "Sun on the Water," composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler this is Rhonda Grant with The Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks for tuning in to The Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rondagrantauthor.com. That's rondagrantauthor.com.
0: Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax